Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two, part duh, of the fantasy, Broto Fantasy uh, Football uh, Podcast, a part duh. Uh, Tim's not here to say two, so I have to say duh myself and to uh, myself. That's what it's I'll, come I'll to. Tim. That's what it's come to. Get it? Welcome to episode two. Yeah, we got seven more games on tap for you. Um, check out the first episode if you haven't yet. It came to our attention that it uploads where part two starts if you just start at the top so <laughs> go back to listen to part one if you clicked on part two first uh check out red cup news on instagram and twitter for all things and redcupnews.com for all things um college football check out thrive fantasy to win some moolah bro- code brodo episode one i didn't even say what our code was i just had to check out thrive i'm a terrible at this we need tim back code brodo b-r-o-t-o the name you know and love $10 deposit or more gives you a free $10. So check that out and deposit 10 bucks and win. We've had a lot of people who are know? winning monies, winning money already. I said monies. What's wrong with me right now? I miss you so. This is harder than it looks, Tim. I appreciate like you more it's now. It's been forever since Tim's been gone. Just Michael come back his job. Come on, that's foul. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> ready to start part two? Part duh. Part duh. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Starting this one in the Hotel California. Song by the Eagles. We're starting with the Eagles. Oh, because we're starting with the Eagles? Okay, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. It was very off for them, though. I'm a little disappointed in myself how that began. I was, uh, was confuzzled up the gazoo, my man. Eagles at Bills. Not something I want to be a part of as an Eagles player owner. Do you Eagle! The Bills have been one of the best defenses on the season. Um, they just continue to roll. Their defense continues to roll. It's obviously not New England Patriots level, but it's top five in the league level so far this season, especially against quarterbacks. They've been a very difficult matchup. So it's not looking good for Carson Wentz right off the bat. And put that on top of Carson Wentz's recent struggles. They're only allowing 10.9 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Eight points last week for Carson Wentz, 22 the week before, 12 the week before that so if you're going with this odd even thing, it should be a good start. But honestly, in Buffalo, against Buffalo, still without Deshaun Jackson, oof, it's tough. I am okay with starting Carson once. Uh, I'm not excited about it. I'm not specifically condoning it. But I have him at 12. I think he's a decent option. Because if we look at what he's done, yeah, all right, He's you said struggles. But the 12 points against the Jets is not because he was bad. It's because the defense scored two touchdowns. That he didn't have to do anything. I would say the one game where he struggled this year is against Dallas. I mean, he's got, in his last four games, only one time has he surpassed 191 passing yards. This non-downfield threat of Deshaun Jackson is really bad. And did you see Nelson Aguilar last week, dude, on that deep pass? Just Aguilar give sucks. up on the ball? He just gave up on it. Just reach your hands out. He didn't even have to dive. Just extend a little bit. It blew my mind. So, I don't know. I don't like Carson Wentz this week, man. It's tough to trust him. I mean, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to disagree with you. It's For the wide receivers. The wide receivers are going to have Alshon Jeffrey going up against Tredavious White. Not a great matchup for Alshon Jeffrey. He's also been 
a little disappointing from a fantasy perspective. Uh, last week, he put up two for 38 against Dallas and Byron Jones. Obviously not a good matchup, but you expected more than that from him. And then the week prior, 10 for 76 on 12 targets against Xavier Rhodes, who has not been the same old Xavier Rhodes this season. He, he's been very up and down, uh, usually consistent, but against Buffalo, Jadavius White hasn't been that shutdown corner that he was last season. He's been a little more susceptible to the big play this uh, year. So how are you feeling about Alshon Jeffrey this week? I think with Alshon Jeffrey, it doesn't matter who he's facing. The opponent doesn't matter whether it's a great matchup or a bad matchup. He's either putting up 15 or he's putting up 5 or 8 right in between. He's never going to really deviate from that. And that's who Alshon Jeffrey is at this point. He's basically Auden Tate, for being honest. Basically, Auden so, Tate's a little much. I disagree. Auden Tate probably has more points than him in the last four weeks. So... He's a wide receiver three without much upside and with a decent floor. Yeah, I got him at wide receiver 29 this week. Uh, obviously not trusting Mac Hollins or Nelson Aguilar, correct? Uh, no way, Mr. Jose. Sticking with the pass catchers, um, <clears throat> Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz leads all tight ends and targets. Did you know that? That makes his season even more disappointing. Right? Like, everyone, everyone's spiel in the offseason about Zach Ertz not being a great pick at ADP this season was because of the targets. But the targets have been there, man. Obviously, they're not on last year's level, but he's still the number one targeted tight end in the league, and he has just been super disappointing. The last two weeks, four for 54 and a fumble, and then two for 38. Only Can I just one say touchdown something? on the season. No more than 72 receiving yards in any game. That I was thinking about recently, continuing from what I just said. Sure. Me and you were never really fans of Carson Wentz. Yeah, so? And then he had that one year where he was like the MVP through week 12. What has he done since? Yeah, I mean, PFF still loves like, Carson Wentz. See, if you're getting this many targets from Carson Wentz, who's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, this shouldn't be happening. The numbers that Zach Ertz is putting up. But they're only allowing six points a game. To tight ends. Six. I have Zach Ertz as my tight end six this week, man. As do I. I haven't ranked him outside the top five this year, and now it's finally happened. Dallas Goddard, he's been solid the last two weeks. Five for 48, four for 69, and a touchdown. Don't don't be that guy. But, what do you mean don't be the guy? I was going to say, but he gets Buffalo, and he's the second tight end option. Okay, thank you. I have no, because I have at 26. Oh, I'm at 14, 26. Which is 12 spots below expert consensus at 14. So you are that guy. Because I was about to shit on that guy. Putting him at 14 means you recommend starting him as a streamer. And that's blasphemy. 5 for 48 and 4 for 69 and a touchdown in the last two weeks. No, I don't care. This guy has is the highest rated tight end behind George Kittle on PFF. He's the number one rated run blocking tight end. He He's being used early and often now with Deshaun Jackson out. 12 targets the last two weeks. Maybe you're that guy. Don't be that guy, Jay. No, I really don't care. Uh, there's no way starting Dallas Goddard in this game. Any chance you start either of the running backs, Jordan Howard or Miles Sanders? It's not pretty. So not pretty. Um, I, Hopefully not. I have Howard at 31. Uh, if you're going to start a running back, you go with the guy who's going to get the goal line touch. 
Agreed. But he's kind of been useless besides that game against Green Bay. Yeah, I got Howard at 30 and Miles Sanders at 35. They're yeah, tough. I don't blame you for that one. They're, uh, I think they're they're mere middling flex plays in this, this week. Agreeous. Next up, Cardinals and Saints. Another one here. Depends on if Drew Brees is going to play or not. He says he's planning on playing. But then reports, I mean, this is a good matchup regardless who the quarterback is. Yeah, I got Teddy Bridgewater at 11. If Drew Brees plays since this is his first game back, I'll probably just insert him at 11 as well. Maybe just move him up one spot over Gardner Minshew. But I really don't want to have to trust uh, Drew Brees' his first game back, especially in a game where they might want to run it down their throats with uh, probably have a lead against Arizona. But yeah, both of them are great. If Teddy Bridgewater is a starter, great streaming option. If Drew Brees is a starter, good starting option as well. Do you agree? Uh, I do agree. Uh, you know I'm not a Teddy Bridgewater guy, but I do have him in streaming territory this week. I have him at 13 just because against Arizona, you're always going to be throwing, man. And Bridgewater played pretty well against Chicago last week, which was good to see. Again, every time you see a Bridgewater throw, typically the guy's wide open. So Sean Payton should be coach of the year for doing what he's doing. But Word. you got to give credit where credit's due as well because he's making the throws. And he's going to have a lot of chances to make throws against Arizona. Alvin Kamara, mispracticed, did not play Wednesday. Look, the Saints are 6-1. and one. They got Arizona, then a bye week. I really do not expect Alvin Kamara to be active at all. If that's the case, oh boy, sign me up for some Latavius Murray. I have Latavius Murray, assuming Alvin Kamara's out, as my running back 11. Uh, we saw him last week in the uh, workhorse role, 27 for 119, even 5 for 31, two touchdowns. I mean... RB1 if Alvin Kamara's out. Uh, I have Kamara at 12, assuming he plays hurt. So you think Murray's an even better option. I do think, like, if you're a fantasy player with Kamara and Murray as his handcuff, if you're in that situation, I would prefer Kamara be ruled out and just know that Murray's going to get the work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The wide receivers, Michael Thomas. Against Arizona. Yum, 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 yum. yum Patrick yum, Peterson. Yum. No Patrick Peterson. It doesn't matter. Fire up my Don't be dumb about it. I'm not trusting Ted Ginn. Right? Like, it is at home, though. But if it's Drew Brees back, any chance to take a shot on Ted Ginn? Because he's been... He had that touchdown against Tampa Bay from like 30 yards out, but no more than two receptions in any of those games. If Drew Brees comes back, I'll consider it. Interesting. I'll consider him as a flex play. All right, so Jared Cook, as you know, missed practice. You, were, you brought up Josh Hill in the previous episode. You really going to start Josh Hill if uh, if Cook misses time? I mean, not necessarily, but I do have him at tight end 17. Interesting. Very it's interesting. Arizona, man. And he caught a touchdown last week, three catches, 43 yards. Yeah, I have him at 18, so we're not very crazy similar thing. on Josh Hill. Um, The Cardinals. How you feel about Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray this week after a very down game last week in an odd game script? Kyler Murray. Uh, I have my quarterback seven. Seven. Interesting. Yeah. I think that you should keep firing up. In the offense right now, the way it's currently going, strange game last week because Edmonds was a beast. But the Saints defense is good, and I think that's a, as crazy as it seems, like maybe a good thing for this because it's going to be a game that's competitive. Or it's going to be a game that the Cardinals get scraped after a half. Yeah. And then Murray's going to just throw, 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 run, 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 run. 
Fair enough. Uh, I have my QB 12 because I'm a little more scared about the downs staying downs and no uh, garbage time points. Because, I mean, you see Dak Prescott struggled mightily against them. Mitch Trubisky sucked against them. But then the garbage time points made him QB 12. They've been a lot better since Breeze went down. Their defense has taken a considerable step up. So I'm a little bullish on Kyler Murray compared to expert consensus rankings. I have as my QB 12. Another situation on our hands. David Johnson and Chase Edmonds. The but yo, you know that bullish means good, right? No, bearish means good. Hold on. <laughs> bearish means characterized good. By, characterized by rising share prices. Bullish oh. means good. Yeah, I'm bugging, so I'm bearish on him. If you're bullish on Murray, you yeah. think that yeah, I'm, I'm bugging out. I'm bugging out. I'm bearish on it him. It is a market term, brother. I know. I you took, think he'll be higher than the market says. I took a bunch of classes like that, too. I fucked up. And bearish, you got it all wrong. Bearish I know. I just said bearish. Jeez Louise. Yeah, you said now bearish, bearish sounds bearish. like a mad weird. Peter Baelish. So, uh, Buyers and the bulls, brother. Same thing here with DJ and Chase Edmonds. You got to expect DJ to be out. Uh, they signed Zach Zenner and who else did they sign? Zach Zenner, the furry little pets. Alfred Morris. And Alfred Morris. Ha! J.H.I.'s. Parents on Twitter out there are very sad today. But look, New Orleans has not allowed a 100-yard rusher in years, literally. But I mean, with Chase Edmonds, you don't, and no DJ, I don't really think you necessarily need him to be a 100-yard rusher. You need him to get 50. 1,000% do not. Yeah, you need him to get 40 rushing yards and then catch six balls for 70 yards and a touchdown which I think is very possible because they're going to be playing from behind and they run the most plays in the league. So I have Chase Edmonds as my running back 17, and I also like him this week against New Orleans despite the difficult matchup. I agree. He's basically a must-start if DJ is out. Yeah. Uh, again, I hope if people for people who have DJ and Edmonds and started DJ last year, I hope there's some clarity for you this week about last who week. to play because that was brutal last week. Yeah. The wide receivers. Look, Larry Fitzgerald, man. How many times is this dude going to have a perfect outlook game and just do nothing? Like, come on, dude. I agree. He it's was on my falling, stock falling last week. After he went 21, 13, and 12 the first three weeks, 7, 9, 10, 2 and half PPR. One reception for 12 yards, 1.7 total. I always just round up when I say the even numbers, by the way. But, dude, what? And now against New Orleans... Lattimore doesn't play in the slot, really, but still. Every time it seems like he's in a terrific spot, he has a very mediocre game. I have him as a low-end wide receiver, two this week against New Orleans. I got him at wide receiver, 22. If Christian Kirk returns, who Arizona's been missing him. Their offense has been good, but they need another pass-catching option. Kayshawn Johnson, uh, Andy Isabella, all those guys, Demir Bird, they really have not been, they've not been the cure to what ails them, so they need Christian Kirk nothing. back. P.J. Williams is suspended for Week 7 and 8, and uh, this being Week 8, and uh, what's his name? Patrick Robinson pulled his hamstring last week. So yeah. we're looking at, like, third-string cornerbacks for the Saints. Yeah, besides Lattimore. In the slot. So, I mean, Christian Kirk limited our practice. They said they want to wait till he's perfectly fine to come back for him to come back, which is kind of annoying. He hasn't been on the field for three weeks now. That was kind of the initial timetable for him. 
I'm hoping he returns. If he does, I'm going to have him at wide receiver 32. I'm perfectly fine with just putting him right back into my wide receiver three spot. And PPR, I'm even more excited about it. I think Kirk is a great buy low candidate before he comes back. I agree. Uh, second half of the season, he should continue to be a target monster as he was in the beginning of the year. You're not trusting Max Williams or anyone like that. So we're finished with this game. Unless you got someone else to talk about with the Cardinals and Saints. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <clears throat> the, Panthers, the Panthers and Niners. The Panthers are coming off their bye. Kyle Allen remains the starter against San Francisco. This is going to be a huge game for Carolina, not even from a fantasy perspective, because starting Kyle Allen when Cam Newton might actually be healthy to play is an interesting choice. And they've been 5-0 with Kyle Allen, but this is obviously their biggest test. If they beat San Francisco, there's no way you could play Cam Newton, in my opinion. Right? Do you agree with that? Yeah. Like, we're not quarterback wins, guys. But if you're being an undefeated team whose defense has been insanely good, and it's not even established that Cam Newton's the better quarterback at this point in his career, the better thrower at least, sticking with Kyle Allen. Yeah, so obviously you're not starting Kyle Allen. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I have as my RB2. The first time he's not my RB1 in weeks just because Dalvin Cook gets such a good matchup um, tonight in tonight's game, Thursday night. And San Fran has been so ridiculously ridiculous as a team against the run, against the pass. Them and the Patriots have just shut down all their – everyone who goes in to try to – score against them it just does, has not been working so it's a really tough matchup for all of them how do you feel about Christian McCaffrey this week obviously you're still starting him but do you see the huge upside or no I, I mean it's not the upside we see when he's going up against Cincinnati of course but he's still a person that the offense runs through so if anyone's gonna and put up off points if anyone's gonna put up numbers against the Niners it's Christian McCaffrey even against Tampa Bay the first time he faced them was awful. The second time, he was awful again, but still scored two touchdowns and put up 20 points. Yeah. I'm going to so, be honest with you here, bro. I'm going to be really honest here. I don't like any of the pass-catching options at all. DJ Moore is my wide receiver, 36. Uh, even coming off a of bye, Curtis Samuel, 42. Greg Olson I have outside my top 12 tight ends. The 49ers have been great against the pass, against the rush. I think if the for the Panthers to win this game, their defense is going to need to continue to play as it's been playing, and they're going to have to not turn the ball over and run through Christian McCaffrey. I don't really like – I don't see huge upside in any of them. Uh, I'm cool with that. I mean, you know I'm not a big Panthers wide receivers guy. Yeah. I don't really like more. I don't really like Samuel. I have more as wide receiver three. He's put up decent – around 10 points a game, which will put yeah. him right in that range. Curtis Samuel is more of a low-floor, high-ceiling guy. But if you want to sit them against the 49ers, I'm not going to tell you no. Yeah. You're not starting Jimmy Garoppolo against Carolina, right? Jimmy Garoppolo? No way. Yeah. Because um, yeah. on the low, Carolina's defense has been almost as good as the Niners. Yeah, Carolina's defense, good. I, I'm starting their defense, too, against San Fran. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, eight touchdowns, eight interceptions. It's not like he's not turning the ball over at all. But yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Do that. The running backs. The ye old running backs of Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. How are you approaching these two this week against Carolina? In a, a tough matchup, but Tevin Coleman It hasn't been the has toughest matchup. It's it's a very just it's like an average matchup against Carolina. Yeah. And 
Tevin Coleman. Strange game last week against Washington, but that's because the floor was super muddy. Let's just scrap that altogether. Uh, but he's basically almost, like, I don't want to say guaranteed, but if you make a list of people you expect to score a touchdown, Tevin Coleman's kind of up there. He's probably a surprising name. But as a goal back on a Kyle Shanahan offense, it's someone you don't necessarily want to sit. I agree. Evans my running back 15 this week. I think Tevin this is going to be. I think it's going to be a defensive battle, man. And they're going to need to run. And Tevin Coleman's going to get a lot of work. Same reason why I have Matt Breida as my RB twenty three. So I like him a lot as a flex option and even as a low end RB two. Obviously, he left last week's game. Excuse me, which is why he only had eight rush attempts. But he's still set to get those twelve to eighteen touches this week against Carolina. And We've seen him be dynamic enough to break out a long one, so I, I like him. He's he's set a reasonable floor for himself too. He's kind of like a a slightly better Royce Freeman. Dynamic he is. A slightly better Royce Freeman, bro. I I just no, thought about that, Freeman. and I think it's a good good in real life or in fantasy. In fantasy. Yeah, they're different. Freeman is more stability. Yeah, fuck off. The wide receivers look with Emmanuel Sanders heading there. How do you trust any receiver this week? You don't. Yeah, right? Like, you're not starting Pettis. You're not starting. I have Emmanuel Sanders as my wide receiver 40. Someone's, 44. Someone's going to have to catch the ball. And they traded for Emmanuel Sanders this week. Um, the The Broncos wanted to play him this week, then trade him. But he asked. But the, what's it called? The, the 49ers wanted him to start this week against Carolina. And they got their wish, so. As a flex option, I guess, but I'm not starting any of the other wide receivers. George Kittle. I have as my tight end one this week. This should be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a game where San Francisco's able to just run the ball nonstop. Uh, they're not great against the tight end. He went 3-for-38 last week, but that was with the uh, the crazy mud game that was going on. Prior to that, he's had at least 54 reception yards in every game. Only one touchdown on the season. I think this week he finds the end zone. And has a solid game against Carolina. I hope so. Uh, he's He's been disappointing, to say the least. It seemed like he was coming on 18 against Cleveland, 14 against the Rams, then 5 against Washington. Well, Again, you see strange the game. Yeah. yeah, very strange game. So I'm going to let that one slide and hope that the trend, the upwards trend continues and you're firing up Kittle. I have him at tight end 3. Yeah. Browns. Patriots. Packers Brown. Packers Real question. Brown. Real question here. Nick Chubb and OBJ. The every week locked and loaded starters. How highly are you considering not starting them this week? Not at all. You're starting them both? Yes. Against New England? Yes. Look, Nick Chubb Nick Chubb has gets the work every week coming off a bye. I have him I have him as my RB twelve. Where do you have Nick Chubb? Ten. All right. You looked at me like a weird face as if I was super low on him when you were two spots higher than me. OBJ. Where do you got OBJ? Uh, da, 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 I got OBJ at 18. 11 against Stefan Gilmore. Look. Dude, hold up. Hold up. Because a new thing to say in the NFL is Stefan Gilmore is the best cornerback in the NFL. Who ever said that before this year? All right. Everyone always said he was a very good cornerback, but he's been playing great. Who ever said he was the best ever before this year? 
No one, but he's and been now, playing great. Who has he gone up against? Robbie Anderson, Devontae Parker. But what are the quarterbacks he's gone up against? Daniel Jones. Their Luke Falk. schedule has been literally despicable. Despicable. Of course they're undefeated. Of course their defense is setting records. Now, of course, you got to give him credit, right? Dude, Obviously. one touchdown pass allowed, 17 interceptions. That's what I'm saying. You got to give him credit. It's been amazing. But I do want to take difficulty into consideration because Gilmore hasn't faced OBJ this year. And the Browns are going to have to pass to beat the Patriots because they're going to put up points. I'm firing up OBJ. I think he's going to see opportunity in this game. And with OBJ, all I want is opportunity. Jarvis Landry has to go against Jonathan Jones, the highest-rated slot corner on PFF. Jonathan Jones? Yes. Are you starting Dry Jarvis bones? Landry this week? I have Jarvis Landry at wide receiver 44. Uh, I have him somewhere on there, 39. I'm not super excited about it. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, you're obviously not starting, so you're just not starting anyone other than Chubb and OBJ, and even those guys you're a little worried about. I believe that's the case, yes. For the Patriots, Mr. Thomas Brady himself against Cleveland. Uh I have him right up there as my QB6. The only games where he's disappointed is games where the offense has just ran for touchdowns instead of him throwing for touchdowns or him running for them himself. He's been a very good fantasy quarterback. Otherwise, five of the seven games over 20 fantasy points. So fire him up against Cleveland. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I have him at quarterback nine. Running back, Sony uh, Michelle. Uh, I said in the previous episode and on the review episode, so... Probably heard this broken record by now, but Sony Michelle looked awful against the Jets. I was at the game. Uh, he just looked like he was not a very good running back. 19 rushes no, for 42 yards. Like fell into the end zone three times. Timmy said it on the review episode, but we watched it live. Sony Michelle looked great. I was like, wow. Do you even did you even watch the game? I was like, <laughs> I literally texted Jason in like the third quarter saying, I'll tell you one thing, Sony Michelle looks absolutely awful. <laughs> so we oh. weren't on the same page. I thought he looked absolutely atrocious. He was like, but he scored no. those touchdowns. Yeah, anyone could fall into the damn end zone from a yard out. I agree. That's why running backs are replaceable. Because you see all the touchdowns he has. You think he's having a good season. This isn't 1944 <laughs> where stats aren't kept. And the only thing you remember is that I falls Yiddle. into the end zone. George Blanda, kicker and quarterback extraordinaire. Shout out George Blanda. He was a kicker and a quarterback. But yo, Right? Imagine like Tom Brady being a kicker. If there was one quarterback who could kick right now, my bet would be like Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. <laughs> nah, he does enough. He does too much already. <laughs> That's why he was my go-to. But with all this being said, Sony Michelle has at least 16 carries each of the last four weeks, has the touchdown potential of four touchdowns in the last four games, albeit three of them were last week. Three touchdowns on only 22 fantasy points. Blah. No pass-catching appeal. Last week, he dropped a touchdown against the Jets. Like a screen pass, that would have clearly been a touchdown. But because of the touchdown potential and the amount of work he gets, I, I have him as my RB21 as much as I hate it. I have him at... Uh, sorry. Got the yawns there a second. 24. I think the expert consensus at 15 is absurd. Uh, we've talked about it. I didn't even know that was and that, if, that high. That's crazy. I mean, you look at Michelle and it's he scores a touchdown, you're happy. He doesn't, you're upset. Uh, yeah. And sure, he can score a touchdown against Cleveland. Just not a thing that I want to deal with every week. And James, if he's my RB2, fine. I'll start him. So I have him at 24. James White I'm not excited about it. to be ridiculously efficient of being Dude, mediocre. Half PPR, 11, 10, 10, 10, 9, 9. Yeah, so you could put him in your flex spot and get 10 points. 
Okay, so how many points are you going to score this week? 9, 10, or 11? This week, 10. I'm going with 10. Yeah. All right, there you go. If you want 10 points, folks, start James White. Wide receivers, Julian Edelman. I love me some Julian Edelman this week with the news that Josh Gordon has been put on IR and now Muhammad Sadu coming over. You don't know how much he's going to play right off the bat. I got Julian Edelman as my wide receiver 10 this week. He gets the targets. That's all you got to know. Targets from Tom Brady equals fantasy success. I mean, yeah, but we were going to start Edelman anyway. Do you think no Josh Gordon, Muhammad Sanu just came over? Are you firing up Dorsett, someone I've been higher on than you? I am. I like Dorsett this week because you don't know how much uh, Sanu is going to play. I, I have him as uh, my wide receiver 37. Nice. Where do you have him? Look, look at you, you coming around. Do I have him higher uh, than moment, you? You do. Uh, hey, I'm going gonna, gonna to move him up. These are rankings. I, I move them around throughout the week. And looking at it now, I realize I, I like Dorsett more than a few guys I have him behind. Yeah, uh, Broto, but protofantasy.com for our our rankings are updated. We update them and they update by themselves. So just keep checking them out throughout the week. But yeah, what by were themselves you, meaning we update them and then they update on the website on the site automatically. Yeah, make it seem like we just have like some ro- robot that changes our rankings. We do. Tim. They change by themselves. <laughs> Right. But I'm um, cool with Philip Dorsett this week after that odd tangent. I'm not trusting Muhammad Sanu this week. Yeah, I don't think you can. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Um, I'm not trusting Ryan Izzo, the tight end, or anyone of that sort. Anyone else from the Browns Patriots? Obviously start the best player in the league, New England Patriots defense. Deadass. They really are that, the best That player pause in the was just a moment of silence for all the offenses that they've played against. It's just unbelievable to me that they're like a top five overall player in fantasy. Dude, it's like that year that the Jaguars were crazy. It, this is an even higher level. Even crazier. One touchdown allowed to 17 interceptions is one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. That Dude, other thing going four, around where they'd be 3-3-1 three, three and one if their offense never scored a touchdown this season. In four of seven games, they've scored 25 or more. Unreal. They're better than quarterbacks. Yeah, it blows my mind. Next up, Raiders and Texans. The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> Derek Carr. You're supposed to say something about Derek Carr. Like pass. Pass. Or start. Derek pass. Carr. Keep it going. Keep it going. Pass. The reason I bring up Derek Carr, though. Oh, I was waiting for other players. Do you have a little bit of trust in Derek Carr this week against Houston? No. It's no, likely going to be a shootout. T- I'm never starting Derek Carr. Yeah. Sorry to break to you. 17. I, don't even have him, I have him at 23. I don't even have him at, yeah. at a decent spot. 17. High this year is 17. 17, yeah. That's tough. Uh, Josh Jacobs missed practice, actually, on Wednesday, which was uh, surprising. Also, was not seen at the start of Thursday's practice. Nothing has been said really about Josh Jacobs. I'm still expecting him to play. But uh, pick up DeAndre Washington as his handcuff if you're a Josh Jacobs owner. Josh Jacobs has been an absolute monster this season. Like He's been very impressive. He's the number one rated PFF rookie overall. The number one rated PFF rookie running back, of course. 21 for 124 last week against Green Bay. He was just breaking tackles all over the place. Three receptions, 10 yards. I have him as my running back uh, 10 this week against Houston. Oh, I got him high. Yeah. I mean, I have him in 12. So the the hope is that he plays because he's looked very good recently. If he doesn't, 
DeAndre Washington is probably going to get the early down work. Jalen Rashard, the pass catching work. So I'm not going to like either of them. DeAndre Washington, likely a flex play. All right, so let me ask you, DeAndre Washington or Royce Freeman? Royce Freeman. Washington or Hyde? Hyde. Washington or White? White. Washington or... Damn, Washington. Jordan Howard. Hmm. Washington. Washington or Melgo? Melgo. All right. I'll leave it at that, kid. The Raiders. Tyrell Williams back at practice. The only man in the league to score a touchdown every single game that he's played this season. Yes, he's only played four games, but I love Tyrell the Gazelle, so I'm just going to say that for as long as it lasts. Um, Schmazelle is back. Looking like he's going to be back. Um, how do you feel about him? He's been out for the last three weeks. Car- uh, excuse me. Houston is a good matchup, but it's tough to trust someone who's been out for the last two, well, two games and a bye week. It is tough, and that's the risk here because he was being buoyed by touchdowns, and now he's been out for a little bit. So if he doesn't, if he comes back, he doesn't catch a touchdown. We're looking at a three-catch, 40-yard game. Possibly. And that's the risk. That's why he's no more than a wide receiver three. I'd, I'd prefer him as a flex play this week. Yeah. Uh, but there is upside there. Houston's been getting lit up. I have him at wide receiver 40 right now. That's going to change either higher or lower based on reports about his health. So Yeah, keep preliminarily right now, I have him at 51. But if he's a full go, I'm going to move him up. Uh, you're not starting Hunter Renfro or anyone else in that receiving core. Nay. Darren Waller. Darren Mo fucking Waller with a breakout and a half last week. Seven receptions on eight targets and 126 yards and two touchdowns. First two touchdowns of the year. Absolutely went off against Green Bay. Houston's been tough against tight ends so far this season, but I don't think that matters. I have him as my tight end four behind Kittle, Hooper, and Kelsey. You know where I have him? In the top two? I didn't want, baby. At one? Yeah, I mean, look at the landscape right now. We have wow. Hooper, who might have Schwab throwing him the ball. We have George Kittle against a very tough defense. Kelsey with Matt Moore throwing him the ball. Ingram's been struggling. Ertz has been struggling. Hunter Henry's playing Chicago. Darren Waller's number one, kid. Interesting. I don't hate it. I mean, he's been ridiculously consistent as well. So, yeah, Darren Waller has been a steal and a half. That's one of the guys we did not hit on in the offseason, but... Things like that happen. Whoever added him in week one or two, that was glorious for them. Um, yeah, no one else from the Raiders you want to talk about here. So, Houston, we got a touchdown. That's what I'm going to say from now on whenever Deshaun Watson throws a touchdown. That's what I'm going to tweet. That's right. We tweet touchdowns every Sunday. Houston, we got a touchdown. Is how I'm going to start every single touchdown, and then I'm going to say how it happened. All right, I'm cool with that. Watson to Stills, 42 you yards. Should a, you should create a slogan for every single team. I should. What's the uh, what's the likelihood of that? Watson to Stills, forty-two yards, forty-two yard touchdown. Yep. Uh, Eighty touchdown. Wow, that's a high percentage. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Obviously, I'm bugging, but I think it's a great game for Deshaun, and I have Kenny Stills at twenty-nine. I ain't fading him. Deshaun I ain't Watson away. Overall QB one for me and you, I assume, right? Yep. All right. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins overall wide receiver one, I assume. Yeesh. Yeah, Kenny Stills, I have wide receiver 28. You have him at wide receiver 29. So both of us not fading away. Look, obviously, there's some people who are very 
bullish about Kenny Stills, some people who are bearish about Kenny Stills. Look, he stepped right into the Will Fuller role, went four for 105 last week. We saw Will Fuller have some down weeks. We also saw that huge boom week for Will Fuller. He's going to be out multiple weeks. Kenny Stills is going to be that guy, so he's going to have that same up and down potential, but against Oakland after what Aaron Rodgers just did to them last week, an absolute manhandling of them. He went absolutely off. This is a perfect time for him to say, Houston, we got a touchdown to Sean Watson, Kenny Stills for 42 yards. I agree. I'm excited about starting Kenny Stills if I have him. How do you feel about the, obviously, uh, Kiki QT, you're not, what are you, what are you doing here with Kiki QT? I'm just. I mean, it's an option, but I'm not going to start him. I feel like the onslaught, the onslaught, that's the wrong word. The on, Fells and Atkins are taking targets away from QT. So is Duke Johnson, even though all of them are seeing touchdowns sparingly. Uh, but it adds up, and QT's just not seeing enough work for me to trust. Houston traded for Gary on Conley, which is interesting. Uh, he had his best season, his rookie season, but um, Oakland's been playing more zone. He's more of a man guy. Houston plays a lot of man defense, so it's going to be interesting to see if Gary on Conley has a role right away against Oakland. But um, anyone else you want to talk about in this game? Oh, the tight ends, right. Darren uh, Fells. Darren Fells and Jordan Aikens. Tight end 12, huh? Interesting. Only, he's getting tar- 13, sorry. He's getting targets from Deshaun Watson. Oakland is not a great defense. They've been pretty poor against tight ends. Only two for 27 last week, though. Eh, I'll take it. Only more than two <laughs> receptions one time in the last four weeks. Uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to trust, but if he finds the end zone, then you're a genius. It's yeah. Sunday night. Sunday night football on MSG. Mellow and the Knicks are the best on TV. <laughs> Where's Tim to yell at you? Yeah, no one understands. What I that love means. that song. What a song! Packers. I wish it was Browns. Say Packers Browns, the jazz musician of the century. But it's Packers Chiefs would have been like the most glorious game of the season with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Yo, Patty Mahomes has practiced both days this week. Yeah, the fuck. If he plays, on, my dude. mind's gonna be blown, absolutely blown. But obviously, as of right now, you can't expect him to play. But that being said, we got Chiefs and Packers. We got we'll start with the Packers here because they're playing in Kansas City. Where do you have Aaron Rodgers in your rankings, bro? As the Aaron Rodgers hater, you can't have him outside your top five this week. I don't feel great about it, but I have him at five. There you go. I have him at three against KC. I think it's gonna be a big time game for Aaron Rodgers again. It's perfect. Perfect for it. It's he's all set up to have another big game against KC. Like, ever since those, he started the year off slowly, but since then, 26-9 against Dallas, but they put up a lot of points. That's when Aaron Jones rushed for four touchdowns, 19-44. and 44. So that high floor and ceiling is both there right now for Aaron Rodgers, which is good to see. I lost last week because I played Rodgers. If he put up half those points like he normally would, I would have won. But, you know, yeah. he went off. That was a game uh, and But a it's, a, it's a good matchup for him to do well again. The running backs, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones I have as my RB9. Uh, last week, it went right back to being Aaron Jones's backfield after he struggled the week prior. 12 rushes for 50 yards, 4 receptions, 33 yards, and the touchdown on a tremendous catch. How do you feel about Aaron Jones was, this week? That was a great play, and it was very good to see. He dropped a touchdown the week before. They went right back to him, and he made a great touchdown catch. Yep. Uh, they obviously want Aaron Jones to be the 1A there. 
He's been very successful. And he also has a high likelihood of catching a touchdown every game. Yeah. Detroit, he dropped a touchdown pass. So if he caught that, he'd have a touchdown in every game since week one. You got to fire him up as a RB1. The pass catchers, Devontae Adams, I'm still preliminarily assuming he's out for this week. Um, But the wide receivers, man, even with that huge game by Aaron Rodgers, none of them really shined. Like Marquez Valdez-Scantling had the 74-yard touchdown, but he had three receptions. Geronimo Allison didn't do much. Lazard only had three receptions. Jimmy Graham had a solid game. It was just literally everyone mixing in, which is exactly what we expected and why we didn't really like any of those guys last week. So how are you attacking these wide receivers this week? I think I have MVS as my wide receiver 35, but even that I feel kind of icky about. Because even MVS was bad until that last second touchdown. Yeah, without the 74-yard touchdown, he has an awful game. So I agree. It's hard to trust anyone at this point um, in that Packers pass-catching offense. I'd rather just... I mean, Devontae Adams, if he's back, especially, it's tough to trust. But if he's out, someone's going to score a touchdown. Yeah, Alan who? Lazard was the one who, score a touchdown? who ran the I'll most routes. Jake Kumaro caught a 50-yard touchdown. It's tough to trust. Alan Lazard, I guess he could use as a low-end flex option. Same as Geronimo Allison. But I'd rather just not use any of them. Geronimo! Like, it's crazy because you expect... You expect Aaron Rodgers to have a big game, but none of those guys are trustworthy unless Devontae Adams comes back, then he's trustworthy. But Jimmy Graham had a very solid game last week, four for 65 and a touchdown. He's been decent in uh, while Devontae Adams has been out. He's been playing well enough to warrant tight end one consideration this week against KC. I have him at my tight end nine. How are you feeling about Jimmy Graham? Uh, Ten at nine, huh? Yep. Interesting. Because I have him in the same play. hey Jimmy uh, Graham I mean, crackers. Like, he's obviously not someone to be excited about. Yo, PB&J on Graham crackers are so good. Oh, yeah. Great combo. I've peanut, I've been eating so much Graham crackers with peanut butter over here. I don't have jelly, though. That's a, It's a great snack. It's it really is. Snack. I might, nice I might have to go have one after we finish recording. Yeah, but Jimmy Graham cracker. Uh, he's seeing... Four or five targets a game from Aaron Rodgers. And right now that's in the valuable. tight end landscape, that, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, assuming Matt Moore starts, do you want anything to do with Matt Moore? Matt Moore? No. I, I mean, I have to ask the question. He's going against Green Bay. So, yeah. Green Bay defense is a sneaky option if Matt Moore starts as well. Um, no, 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 no. I told you, but LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. How are you approaching LaShawn McCoy this week? Because uh, that backfield has just been ridiculously strange. But it looks like LaShawn McCoy is going to be the guy there. He's outsnapped Daryl and Damien Williams combined. Last week, 12 rushes for 64 yards, by, four the mo- by far the most success. Uh, two receptions, 12 yards. But if Matt Moore is starting, you can't love that outlook for their offense. I have LaShawn McCoy as a low-end RB2 at... Uh, Running back 22. Yeah, I think that McCoy is a flex play, and that's about it. There's no way you could start Damien or Daryl. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Please, just as much as it hurts, just do not play them at all. Well, Daryl, whatever. Just Damien Williams. It'll hurt to put him on your bench, but you got to do it. 
Tyreek Hill, where do you have him? I have him at wide receiver seven, even if Matt Moore plays, man, because the Chiefs, the excuse me, the Packers have been giving up downfield passes. We saw um, a lot of players go up against them, and even if they don't have huge games uh, receiving wise, they'll have the long catch, which makes it make them viable options. And Tyreek Hill is that guy. He is that downfield guy, even if it's Matt Moore throwing him the ball. He caught a 50-yarder from Matt Moore for a touchdown, 55-yarder last week. So I have him as my wide receiver seven, even if it is Matt Moore throwing the ball. Yes. The answer is yes. I have him at wide receiver nine. Uh, Tyreek Hill is arguably the most unguardable player in the NFL. Yeah. Obviously not touching Demarcus Robinson or Mecole Hardman, correct? Mecole? Correct. Michelle. I guess that's a correct. Where do you got Travis Kelsey? I know you got Waller at number one. So you got... Who do you got? Uh, ahead of Kelsey besides Waller. Hooper, maybe? Hooper and Kittle. Hooper and Kittle. So Kelsey's number four for you. I've met number three. I feel like losing Pat Mahomes obviously isn't great for Travis Kelsey, but he could get a lot of work for checkdowns um, if Matt Moore is scared to throw downfield. Ah, that's the thing. Backup quarterbacks, bad quarterbacks, they utilize tight ends. Yeah, so he's still a high-end option there. Monday night football on ESPN. Is it right? I'm on the footballs on ESPN. The Sunday Come night football on, sounds better. Is Monday night football on ESPN? Yo, awful game choice here. Yo, come on. They couldn't flex this game out. Like they couldn't switch it with Panthers Niners or something. Steelers and that, Dolphins. That's, Panthers Niners is a game I'd like to see. Right now we're gonna have to be stuck watching the damn. Steelers and Mason Rudolph against the Dolphins Dude, and Fitzpatrick. Dude, they put the schedule together. What did they expect this was going to be? Because even if the Steelers were good, it's a blowout. So it's either blowout or bad game. Yeah. Don't, don't put know, the man. Dolphins primetime in. But with that being said, uh, Mason Rudolph, you're not starting. Jo- uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're not starting. Yes and yes? Yes. You know who you are starting? James motherfucking Connor. The Terminator. As much as everyone's been shitting on James Conner this season, he's been a pretty damn solid option good. all year long. Yeah. 9, 12, 6, 23, 12, and 27 and half PPR. Coming off a bye against Miami, you cannot ask for anything better because he was banged up. He was able to heal during the uh, during the bye week. Now he comes out of the bye week against Miami with Mason Rudolph back in town. I mean... Can't really ask for a better matchup for James Conner. I have James Conner as my RB4 this week. Yeah, me too. Um, we saw he killed it last time he played. With Rudolph, it might be a little different offense. But two of the last three games, he has at least seven catches. Crazy. And he, he's seeing at least like 15 carries a game. He'll he'll be fine. Against Miami, he'll, he'll see even more work. Yeah. Coming out of a bye, I expect a solid game from Juju Smith-Schuster. I think you're blinded by the lights. Dude, five of the seven games, yes, he's had two bad games. The five of seven games, he's had at least 75 receptions. You don't think coming out of the bye after a one-for-seven performance, they're going to try to get Juju Smith-Schuster more involved? I have him as my wide receiver 17 this week. He's playing against Miami. I have him as my wide receiver 17 this week. I have him at 25. I mean, there's a clear downside, but there's upside too, man. Mason Rudolph is better than Devlin Hodges. Against Miami, yeah, sure. But if he disappoints again, he's going to be flexible. That's it. What about Deontay Johnson? 
rather not, but he's a decent flex play. I have him at 40. Uh, we've seen that he's a connection with Rudolph, who's coming back after this week. And I guess, again, it's Miami. I'm at 49, so I wouldn't want to start him, but it's not the worst idea. Uh, Vance McDonald, Vance Refrigeration, splitting more time with Nick Vanette now that Nick Vanette is there, but still the main pass-catching threat out of the tight end position in Pittsburgh. How do you feel about Vance McDonald going against Miami this week? I've met uh, tight end 11. Yeah, that's one guy that I... I'm not going to use the it's Miami excuse for. I'm a 15. It's He's been good once this season. Yeah. And he had 38 yards in that game. Like, he's not finding the end zone. He's useless. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, the refrigerator it's broke the when, when Big Ben broke. Yeah, man. What a brutal loss. To the Dolphins, uh, Mark Walton took over that backfield. Any love for Mark Walton against Pittsburgh? Um, yeah, flex appeal. Yeah, what I can you expect? see that too. Pittsburgh's I mean, been good against the run. Uh, he's getting a decent amount of touches a game, but like, how many touches? If he had 15 touches last week. How many touches in a Dolphins offense? At, at some point, like he had one catch for negative eight yards. Like at some point in the Dolphins offense, a touch is negative. Yeah. I'm. I'm not starting Kenyon Drake. Oh, I'd rather start Walton than Trey. He's only had one game past seven points this year. Uh, not good. Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, they've been decent. They've been better they're, with Ryan they're, Fitzpatrick They're more appetizing the than the runners. Yeah, you're not starting uh, the running backs, really. Mark Walton, maybe, if you really have to. But Devontae Parker, a touchdown in back-to-back-to-back games, but... Against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's defense coming out of a bye, too, and they've been a lot better since their meltdown the first couple weeks. I don't want to trust a touchdown-dependent guy in Devontae Parker this week. As a flex option, maybe, but I have my wide receiver 44. I really don't like it much this week against Pittsburgh, even if he gets the targets. I don't know what's that. what that's going to turn into, man. I mean, he has some upside. Preston Williams might even be safer. Preston Williams... There's a lot of targets, man. Five, six, twelve, seven, six, eight. Like, he has more targets on a per game basis than like Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I have Preston Williams. I have uh, Devontae at forty four and Preston Williams at fifty. So I'm similar. I think it could be flex options. Uh, Mike Kosicki, any love for Mike Kosicki? Slowly but surely, kind of working his way into the offense more. Shut up. I mean. You got to ask about it, and it's... Shut up. You're mean. No, there's no way you're starting Gasicki right now. He's a tight end on the... I mean, three for 51 and four for 41 back-to-back weeks is better than he's been doing, is all I'm saying. Someone to at least think about. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. You want to get into the Thrive 5, Jay? Thrive 5 time. Thrive 5 time. So you want easy or hard ones? I want some 120-80 ones here. I want to see if we should either take the be points bold? or be bold. Yeah, Because that's All how right. you win. you got to win some of the bold ones. All right, so I'll go with the high difference of odds. 125-75 here. Over is worse odds. Under is better odds. Marvin Jones catches a touchdown I never, against the Giants. I never like the touchdown odds. He just came so off not a four-touchdown game against the Giants, though. I'd be okay with it. All right. Uh, another shot you could take. 
115 for the over, 85 for the under. Daniel Jones, one and a half pass touchdowns. No, that one I'm not risking. I'd rather take the under. Phillip Rivers, 75 for the over, 125 for the under, half an interception. These I like a lot because quarterbacks could go a game without throwing an interception. So, and it wouldn't be crazy. And Phillip Rivers, sure, he could be um, turnover prone, but he could also have a solid game. So, I I, I like the under here for Phillip Rivers. All right. So, we got the under for Phillip Rivers. We got the over for Marvin Jones. We're passing up on Daniel Jones. So, we need three more. I'm, I'm going to give you one even one because it's an intriguing one that I think is pretty easy, actually. 100 and a half yards total for Chris Carson. Over. I'm going over as That's well. That's a 100-100. Like 115 to 85. 65 and a half rushing yards for Le'Veon Bell at Jacksonville. Hmm. I don't know if I'd take the shot there. I think I'd pass up on that one. Okay. How about this one? I think you'll like this one. 125 to 75. Half touchdown. For Cortland Sutton. So to score a touchdown. To score a touchdown. Yeah, I'll take that. I think I'd take that too. Uh, what else we got here since you want these uh, outlandish one ones? One more. Give me one more. No, you can give me one. Aaron Rodgers? Let's give him an obvious one. An obvious one? Well, yeah. we think the the Chris Carson one's pretty obvious. It is. that We did just give him an obvious one. What about, what about even odds? Chris Godwin, 84 and a half yards. That's a lot of yards. Against Tennessee. I might have to pass up on that one, too. He's passed 84 and a half yards four out of the last five games. All right. Fuck it. Take the over. <laughs> there it is. That was easy. That's All right, we're Thrive good. 5, folks. Uh, Brodo, excuse me, Thrive app or ThriveFantasy.com. Promo code Brodo, B-R-O-T-O, the name you know and love. Get uh, Deposit $10 more. Get $10 free. Red Cup News. By uh, using code Brodo, you fucking guy. By using code Brodo, I already said that. I just said B R O T O. I spelled it out. You didn't Jeez say to use the code though. You just said our name. Check out Red Cup News on Instagram and Twitter and RedCupNews.com for all things college football and college in general. Uh, p- Patreon.com/slash Brodo Fantasy to support the show. Um, BrotoFantasy.com for all things Brodo Fantasy. True throw values coming soon for the 2018 season. Thank you. Excuse me, 2019 season. Thank you all for listening. Good luck this week. Let's all get some W's. Peace out. Later.